My name is Nekan Makolo and I am a menopause and HIV doctor. My name is Marcia Jones and I am from Sister to Sister BU. My name's Faye. I founded the Instagram account 9to5menopause. My name's Anita Powell and I'm here really to talk about black menopause. And we hope you are here to listen and bear witness. My name is Mariah M., Creative Director at the Black Girl's Guide to Surviving Menopause, and welcome to a very special episode of the podcast. I'll let our photographer of the menopausal multiverse and founder of BGG2SM tell you more about what we're up to this season. My name is Omi Shade Verney Scott, and I am the creator and curator of the Black Girl's Guide to Surviving Menopause. And we're hitting the road doing intergenerational community conversations, and our very first stop is in the UK. That's right. We are taking our intergenerational community conversations, the Say More Deck, and the whole of the Black Girl's Guide team on an international tour to meet our partner organizations we've connected with over the past five years through this platform and the communities they serve and live in to continue centering the stories of Black women and gender expansive folk who will experience menopause in this lifetime. One of the first goals I had when I started Black Girl's Guide was to be able to do this work internationally and to connect with Black people diasporically. I really wanted to understand how we are experiencing these natural parts of our life, this transformation. If you have a uterus and ovaries, everybody's gonna go through it, right? But I know culturally it's different, you know? Menopause is a physical, cultural, and political experience. And so I'm very curious about how people are experiencing menopause differently outside of the United States, outside of Western culture. And I want us to talk to each other and learn from each other and support each other. In 2025, there will be over a billion people who are menopausal. That's a billion with a B. And the fact that most of the conversations that we're having right now focus on cis hetero white women, not on black people, indigenous people, other people of color, genderqueer people, trans people, gender expansive people. The caricature is still very, very white and cis and straight. We're partnering with my sister of the heart and friend, Karen Author, who is the founder of the podcast, Menopause Whilst Black. Karen Author, clothing designer, fashionista, dancer, and mother of two started Menopause Whilst Black in 2020 as a honing device to reach other Black British folk living through menopause amidst the compounded weight that was the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic and the global disregard of Black life by the state explicitly named and countered against by the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement. The meeting of these two airy sisters brought together by their need to share their own stories and find others willing to discuss their journeys through menopause has been a long time coming. Meeting the Black Girls Guide to Surviving Menopause team has been nourishing and uncomplicated. It's almost like it's the way it's supposed to be if I can put it that way. It's difficult to describe. I'm very, very, very happy that they are here, especially Omi. And I'm so excited. I love Karen so much. Like, it's icing on the cake to be able to do this with her. She is such a kindred spirit. Even though I'm older than her, Omi is like a big sister to me. So this has sparked some ideas of my own, of how I want to show up and how I want to help um, black people who are experiencing menopause here in the UK in the future. 
The voices you heard at the top of this episode were guests at our peer learning dinner held in Southeast London at local vegan cafe, Leo's. We invited a bunch of amazing black women, women identified gender expansive people to have dinner with us because we want to talk to them about the work they're doing and how they're living at the intersection of their creative identity, their social justice identity, their health and wellness or equity identity and aging and also the work that they're doing to support black women and other people who are going through menopause. For the conversation tonight, we've invited women who are already doing the work, you know, whether that's, you know, women like me and Karen who have a podcast or women who are engaged in advocacy work. But these are definitely black women who have made a commitment to health equity, women's health, gender equity, menopause and aging. And we wanted to talk to them as peers. Like, what does it feel like to do this work? And we're looking forward to breaking bread and just exhaling, really. An easeful evening of fellowship between near strangers turned kindred over delicious food was destined to be had. After three years of lockdown and isolation, this was the first time many attendees have been able to gather safely as all guests could only be in attendance after a negative COVID test result within 48 hours of our event. Really looking forward to meeting so many people that I see only online. So seeing them in the flesh tonight is going to be really great. I'm really pleased to meet in those who have been like the trailblazers for menopause and I'm so happy and just so humbled to be in the space and to be a part of what's happening. It's really nice. It feels very warm, very compassionate, like you're just with a great group of sisters, friends, people that you've known for quite some time. People I connect with on video or over social media, so to have them here in person, yeah, it's been a big deal just to see them and to connect. As the peer dinner drew to a close, attendees left feeling eager to stay in touch and energized to continue their work with their newfound community. What's really, really great is that there's a whole room of black women who are doing the work out there with other women and it's so kind of like charging. I just felt so humbled to be asked into this amazing space with some amazing Menno sisters. It's been amazing just to be around a group of women who kind of look like you and have the same kind of focus of what they want to do. And I think it's really needed. It's been really great actually seeing people in flesh who you normally see on social media. So that's been really powerful. For me, I prefer seeing and talking to people rather than so always looking at a phone. So I feel just seeing people has made me feel more connected to them. And just like that, we're off to our next stop in the UK located in East Sussex along the coast of the English Channel. We are in St. Leonard's-on-Sea, which is where I have relocated to from London. And Black Girls Guide to Surviving Menopause and Menopause Whilst Black. Omi, Shadi and me, Karen, we're going to host a dinner around menopause and ageing. We're going to use the Seymour deck as our question prompts. And we're going to see what conversation wants to be had here at Mama Puts in St. Leonard's. Here at Mama Puts is where we held our Arisi, meaning pears in Yoruba, dinner. Omishade is heard here discussing the intimate details regarding the nature and nuances of this event in relation to our first held across the pond. Tonight's conversation is so different in that it is an intergenerational conversation where all of the invitees are bringing a very special guest. 
their plus one, who can be a sibling, a partner, a best friend, their child, grandchild, coworker, creative partner. Because what we want to do is, again, expand the conversation to remind people that menopause is not a solitary experience. And then if you're going through menopause, it changes your identity and it changes the nature of all of your relationships. Throughout the evening, 12 pairs had conversations with their loved ones, delving into topics and stories never breached with each other before. Trust was innate, and the Seymour deck designed by Kendra and Omishadi herself made for an easy intimacy between the Orisi present. It's been really good, yeah. I feel like it's like the beginning of our conversations about it and then I'm looking forward to like delving deeper and just like yeah because we've been friends for such a long time but we haven't had this we talked about like aging and relationships and stuff but we haven't had this kind of conversation yeah, about menopause. menopause yeah so actually we should be having this conversation now because yeah. we're getting on a bit yeah so. <laughs> and menopause feels like it should be further down yes yeah, like but actually life yeah, yeah but actually it might not be the case we don't know so actually we should be having these conversations mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. yeah yeah and unfortunately I haven't had it with our parents as well so yeah. I guess we start with each other and then we can have it with our parents yeah our highlight Arisi conversation for this tour stop is none other than the daughters of menopause whilst black hosts Kareem and Mahaney author it's a privilege to be able to learn from the older generation and yeah, it feels like you're surrounded by aunties that, yeah, are letting you know how to handle everything. My girls, well, my obviously my girls are my heartbeats. They're the reason I do what I do, the reason I show up as I show up. And so um, having them here tonight is very, very special. I'm excited for them to learn, but also for people to learn from them as well. I sat down with Mahaney and Kareem, and they shared with me their aging journey and how their relationality to their bodies and each other has changed as they have gotten older. I would love for you all to introduce yourselves, do your names, do your pronouns, where you're from, and how you all are connected to each other. I'm Kareem, my pronouns are she, her. I'm from London, and uh, Karen is my mother, and this is my sister Mahaney. Yes, my name's Mahaney Ahma. Um, pronouns are she, her, and yeah, I'm Kareem's sister, and Karen Arthur is, my, is our mother. How was it growing up in terms of getting to learn your bodies? Was it a good experience, an iffy experience? Do you remember? Oh my gosh, that's a question. Yeah. I feel like I've always felt quite comfortable and had a good experience. But when it comes to ageing, I think that's definitely something that in this stage of life I'm now, I'm starting to sort of Brace more when I think about when I think about it. So in terms of things like menopause, I probably learnt more in my later stages of life than I have when I was younger. It's not something I've really been aware of. Um, but yeah, I'm quite comfortable with getting older as I stand now. Obviously, I know that that is something that is that can shift, but I feel I feel good about it, and I feel like I've always felt okay about those kinds of things. Yeah, I think something through the work that mum does and the ways that she spreads and about ageing gracefully and being like connected with, with getting older, that's really something that I've like learned to be thankful for the ageing process. Like that is one thing that mum has, among many things, has taught both of us about loving yourself and like loving the process and trusting the process. I think in terms of like 
being secure in my body in general, it's, it's always been a journey. I feel like every young woman maybe goes through insecure stages, you go through stages of being like, I'm the hardest bitch to ever walk the planet, <laughs> uh, which is always true. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's peaks and troughs, but generally, like, it's a beautiful thing to be alive in general and to be witness to your body changing and, and going through different stages and just, yeah, loving yourself through it all, even like the parts where you feel a bit sad. Mm. Yeah, I guess about sitting with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Growing with it. How did you all, or did you all, have each other to experience that with in terms of like, yeah, just new experience. I guess one of my thoughts was, if you're comfortable with like answering, who got their period first? Did you have each other to... Oh, well, I think... I think I got one when I was, like, 14. I was 14 as well. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I don't think it's ever something we've spoken about. Never. I don't think we've <laughs> ever spoken about that. Yeah, and considering, like, we speak about, ev like, everything. Yeah, like, we're very open. We're very we're open, like, we're really close. But that's never been a conversation. But, but really as well, like, I think... We've always been close to sisters, but I think now... Yeah, I'm 27. Super close now. Groups they do. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've found a new rhythm with our relationship as sisters because we're now adult yeah. women. And we've spoken about this before. Like, we feel like we've become so much closer within the past, I don't even know, like, like three, four yeah. years maybe. And like we're mates now. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we, yeah. yeah. We yeah. relate to each other in a yeah. totally different way like because we're, we're, we're both young women. Like, we're women in the world now. So, growing up, it was very much like, that's my big sister, and I'm the little sister, mm. and there's like kind of that dynamic. Whereas now, I feel like, we're just yeah, we're along. Field. Yeah, we're Even like though we do along. take on those roles, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and definitely, definitely like yeah. always, yeah, so, like, supporting each other through that, through that stuff, but also still like navigating those conversations. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, what it means to be a woman. Mm. <laughs> so we're both 14. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Good to find that out, yeah. Cool. What about other ways you all evolved in terms of like your bodies, in terms of like attraction? Were you able to talk to each other about that or to Carrie about it? About the way that we... Like self-esteem. Yeah, self-esteem, but also just like you said, you're out in the world and people are perceiving you. Mm. How is that feeling? Is it, is it desired? Is it wanted? Is it... Were you like comfortable discussing it? I don't know if we've ever had like conversations at length with each other, no. but I'm, I suppose it's something like you've gone through a completely different experience with your body from being pregnant as yeah, well. Yeah, so I've got a little boy, um, he's three. So obviously pregnancy was like, what, like your body changes in just wild ways. Yeah. Um, but it was something I did embrace. I found it strange though. Like I think at one point I did have a bit of like, mm. I remember looking in the mirror once and just being like, oh, this is just happening so quickly, like, in your, it's, like, it's completely out of your control. Mm. Um, so that was strange. I definitely went for a period, like, after I had Kiko, mm. where I did notice that, like, I dressed differently and, like, I felt less like I wanted to show a lot of skin and stuff like that. Whilst now, I mean, we're three years in and I feel like I'm definitely, I'm so much, I feel very confident, like, in mm. how I look and, like, I feel good. So, yeah. I think one thing that we don't really talk about often with each other, not only 
our like low parts are highs, like, mm. are really really big moments of joy. Mm. And I know, like you said, the birth of your son, mm-hmm. birth of your son was definitely a high. And you shared that with your sister. Mm. Do you have? Did you have something or just this thing just warmed your heart like the solar punch, just like boom, and like you know you made it to him, your sister? Um. Honestly, not anything that, like... You better hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> not anything that really... I don't know. I I suppose through, like, discovering more about my sexuality and mm. um, becoming more confident in myself in that way has definitely been something that I've shared with Kareem and we've been able to share that with each other. Yeah, definitely. That's been, like, a really beautiful part of our relationship as well, is being able to, like, be open about... Um, yeah, ourselves in a in our sexuality and our gender, just kind of like exploring that. Um, yeah, I feel more connected to myself, and I suppose yeah, my like is it the physicalness of me through understanding more about like who I am at the core, um, and yeah, I feel like discovering more about my sexuality is a big part of that. Like it's I get a big confidence from from that, and I'm very proud to be a queer woman. So, yeah. And that has been beautiful to watch as well, from my side. (laughs) Okay, the last question I have is, you know, you all are here now. You're clueless. Have a good day. You know, you all are here now, right? Um, You're full adults, but do you remember how you were as kids? Is there anything you feel like you would want to tell your younger self, and not even your younger self, your sister, mm. when they were younger, now that you're at the age that you both are at now? Oh, so much. <laughs> well, you don't want to tell me. <laughs> but you no, haven't already said. Say, yeah, no, I don't think there's anything that I would actually tell you. I don't know. It can also be something you've already said, but you're just, wow, now that you have you said this perspective of being older. I think it's like maybe I put a lot of weight on trusting the pro trusting the process. Like trust that what is like mum says this actually, I'm literally gonna mm. say exactly what she says. She always says, What is for you will not pass you by. And like I honestly live by that. Like I think that it's coming. You just need to be able to see that it's coming and not freak out that things aren't perfect just right now. Yeah, right It's going to be okay. I think that would be, yeah, the biggest one. I feel like we all kind of should live by that, really. Because life throws stuff at you sometimes and it's hard to, feels like hard to navigate at the time. Mm. Um, and you might not know why something's happening in that moment, but clarity will come, even if it takes months. Maybe it might take a year, but it will come. I think I would say to trust each other and know that like your sister's gonna have your back and you don't have to do we are fiercely independent all three of us (laughs) no news is pretty much good news (laughs) Uh, but but then when we come together we come together yeah like yeah it's it's a thing it's an event but um yeah I would say like trust each other trust your family and Karima Mum and I rock, so I would definitely say, like, to my younger self and to Karima's younger self, it's like, trust each other, and, yeah, you're held in the way that, you know, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm.
Our time in the UK was brief but impactful, full of new revelations and relationships to be cultivated and continued beyond this liminal space. Events like this are important because you don't necessarily have certain conversations in your own circles and it expands your conversation, it expands your knowledge, it expands yeah, different topic points, especially menopause. Because we're the same age, we're thinking about certain goals in life that we haven't achieved yet. And then some people have achieved those goals and they're going on and they can say, look, you're going to expect this and the other at this point of life. And yeah. It's important. Yeah. And it's a really calm and like safe environment to have those conversations in. You don't mind getting like a bit more vulnerable, opening up a little bit more. Because even though we're all at different stages, we're all experiencing things anyway. And everyone has been so welcoming and open. Yeah. So a really lovely evening. There is this really false narrative about us being strong, about us being tough, about the black not cracking. But yes, we bleed and sometimes we don't bleed. And in my experience, GPs, doctors, the medical profession are less likely to take the symptoms and some of the debilitating issues around menopause seriously. So us getting together and being able to have these conversations means that we can get help quicker both within the medical health system and outside the health systems. We can share our knowledge about things that we do to help each other. It's important for young people to learn about menopause because we are all going to experience it either directly or indirectly. And the more you learn about and talk about menopause, the easier it will be to transition into what can be a glorious stage of our lives. Start talking to somebody. There is somebody out there that's going through what you're going through. I thought I was alone. I found out I'm not alone. And it literally can save your life because you'll feel like you're at the end of your rope. But there are resources and people out there that are ready, willing, and able to listen to what you have to say and offer you the assistance and resources that you need. I leave you all for now with some words of gratitude from Omi Shade and details of our next stop on the Black Girl's Guide Hits the Road Tour. Until next time, this is Mariah M. signing off. I'm so excited for this event that we've had at Mama Puts in St. Leonard's, and I cannot wait for the next event that we're going to have in New York in June. And we're partnering with Ebony Noel Golden of Betty's Daughters Arts Collaborative. So keep following us, keep paying attention. There will be opportunities for you to engage, to listen, and to learn. And we're excited to be partnering with so many amazing people. I want to send a very special thank you to Karen Arthur, who has not only been a peer in this menopause space, a friend, but also a big sister. And her generous yes made it so easy for the Black Girls Guide to come to the UK. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episode of The Black Girl's Guide Hits the Road. If you love what you heard in this UK episode and you want to experience more of what we learned on our diasporic tour, hop on over to our Patreon for exclusive footage and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Black Girl's Guide to Menopause to stay connected with us. Tremendous thanks to our UK partner and sister of the heart, Karen Author of Menopause Whilst Black. 
and to all of those who shared their stories with us and each other at our intergenerational community events. Big thanks to our sponsor and partners, The Honeypot Company and Kendra, for making this tour stop possible. We'll be back after our next stop through the menopausal multiverse. Up next, Harlem, New York. Stay tuned. <laughs>